Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is our host each and every week, and she's the author of Ransom Notes, and she's the subject of a documentary called Ransom Notes, our host for the visual Ransom Notes once once a month, but once a week. You could, uh, you, you could tune in here, wherever you're listening right now, and, and hear a wonderful, wonderful story, and always faith-based and, uh, and thoughtful. Frank McKay here, much more importantly. Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am just great, and it's so nice to think that spring is about here. And I was just reading today, or something came across my eyes about birds and spring and it was sort of something that i think is true i mean i'm sure it's true i just had never thought about it which birds make the best noise the best songs the best singing um let me see well larks uh on yes you know uh canaries are are famous for their singing but you, you don't usually see them outside of a cage um robins i wonder the uh you know they're the the early birds we see of sing of uh of uh of spring why didn't you why didn't you mention eagles and hawks and buzzards ah right well because they it's usually a, a scary big scary sound and ah them singing you just used the you just used the key word this person indicated as and i'm sure they were a bird lover uh, actually, I think I was reading a nature magazine this morning early that the prettiest songs come from the smallest of the birds and the biggest of the birds make noises, but they're not the kind of songs that you just want to hear and you'd like to record and you want s- sitting on your porch chirping at you in the morning. You, you would rather have a lark there than a buzzard but it was just a a crazy little thing that went by but isn't it interesting the big birds have lots of skills that the little birds don't have because they can catch stuff and swoop and and all of those kind of things but the lord gave those little teeny birds something that helps us all remember them and wish we had a cage full of larks or a, a yard full of canaries or trees with robins all over the place but that's okay it leads into though my topic today how hard is it for you sometimes to be joyful do you have times when you just are sort of sad and joy is hard to come by yes uh, no, no no question about that and also when i'm when i'm happy uh you know i don't i don't know if joy is is the right word. I, I want to, to be honest with you, I want to work on this. I want to work on being more joyful. I'm usually cheerful. I'm usually, I'm usually happy, but I think joy is, is like a step higher than just being happy. Happy is almost like a a step higher than being content, but joyful is like, you know, love coming out. And, you know, you think of, and and you see, you, you see a lot of people who have a relationship with the Lord and and they're they're truly joyful, they're truly joyful. They they experience joy. I want to. I have a, a wonderful relationship with the Lord, 
but I'd like to experience more joy in, in a very positive way. And I think I think the lack of joy sometimes comes when we're lonely, we're depressed, we've had a, a number of challenges face our life. It may be the loss of a spouse, it may be financial issues, it may be uh, uh, arguments at work, you know, all kinds of things, and you sort of get overwhelmed. And I believe that we need to work on being joyful. I just recently did a uh, a PowerPoint presentation to share with a group, and it was called Finding Joy. So I've done a little research on that lately. But I also found uh, a, a list of seven suggestions that might help us when we can't seem to make joy come into our life. And I want to just share those seven with us real briefly. I don't want us to spend all day on it, but I think it's got some good ideas. The first thing that they suggest is that we need to think about making a bucket list of things that make us joyful so that when we are in a moment of depression or a time when we just think that the sky is black and gloomy and, you know, we're just needs some some encouragement we can stop and think or go find it on our desktop a, a list of things that if i do those it brings joy to my life it sort of enhances that ability and i don't know what would what would pop into your head but one thing if i'm really sort of down and sometimes i get down i'm basically an upbeat person but you know sometimes playing golf is a way for me to sort of forget some of the load of the day or I like to read mysteries and so if I can find a comfy chair and read for an hour uh, you sort of let your brain and your body relax a bit uh, sometimes writing a ransom note which I write it well for every week and, and another thing that always cheers me up is I enjoy helping people what do you do when you sort of feel like I need a, a, a joy pill yeah, well, you you, you kind of hit it on the uh, on the nail on the head. You said you like helping people. Uh, I find joy, and uh, I think my my family is like this too, in uh, in being helpful to other people. Uh, random acts of kindness and yes, uh, and that's that's it. I enjoy that. I enjoy uh, uh, the way I feel, and even if they don't even know that I did it, uh, and and if I could. Uh, if I could do something and uh, and not sit there and take bows for doing it, but I know that it's affected somebody in a positive way, I, I find a lot of joy in that. Number two, it says make a list of daily habits that you look forward to. What do you really enjoy doing each day or nearly every day? And as I thought about it, I enjoy having my cup of coffee and cereal or piece of toast and sitting and reading the newspaper even if it has uncomfortable news in it and I really enjoy there's a couple puzzle types that are in that newspaper that I cut out each morning and and uh, I, I enjoy doing Sudoku and there is a, another one that I enjoy doing and the other thing that it's this having a daily habit I try to do a, a short prayer time before I ever even get out of bed, because then that sort of sets the pace that I'm going to try and be God focused most of the day, hopefully. So you people might think about what do I do in the morning? What could I do that I really like to do that doesn't take too long? Or maybe it's at the end of the day. And 
Make those as daily habits, not just occasional. Number three, and this is sort of interesting, to find a good way to express thanks and gratitude. If, if we thank somebody for something that they've done, that tends to make you think positive thoughts. Doesn't that make sense? Yes, no doubt about it. And today I would I made a quick trip over to church this morning. And as I'm doing what I needed to do, I bump in, not literally, but I see the minister, the pastor, and I take a moment to stop and verbally say, Brooks, I just want to say how wonderful your sermon was yesterday, how it really touched my heart when he's talking about based on Zacchaeus and the fact that Zacchaeus was a cast out, cast away because he was a tax collector. And Jesus went to, to Zacchaeus and he said, I want, I'm coming to your house. He helped turn Zacchaeus's life around. Zacchaeus repaid. It was wonderful for me to say to Brooks, that sermon touched my heart. And I could see the smile in his face. So sometimes we need to take that moment and sincerely thank somebody or express our appreciation or our gratitude. So, Frank, your homework today is to think of one thing to thank your wife for or somebody that you just really need to be appreciative of. Does that make that's your, don't you think that's a good challenge for you? I, I, I do. I love that. And uh, I, I think, you know, these are the type of things that we overlook. You know, we're always thinking of, uh, of joy in terms of, why well, I've got I've to go on a roller coaster. I've got to do that. And, and it really, that doesn't bring you, that brings you a second of, like, excitement. But what you're talking about will bring you joy. I mean, that is, uh, that is wonderful. I love it. I love this whole, whole wonderful thought. And uh, just, I, I'm gonna, uh, that, I'm gonna use that as homework. I'm gonna do this, and the next time we talk, I'm gonna, uh, I'll share with you. But that's, uh, oh, that's good, wonderful, good. Number four. Yeah. When you really get down and you really get sad, or you really get burned out, the fourth suggestion was look for connections. Look for somebody that you need that you can talk to, who you can cry with who you can unburden with, who you can, or you don't even have to tell them that you're down, but you just know that if you talk to them, you're going to visit or you're going to have a cup of coffee with them, and they're just going to put you in a, in a happier mood. It's every, every now and then, there's somebody who just does something to my heart and if I'm really down, I know I'm going to call X and let's go have breakfast. I don't have to tell her that I'm having a, a sort of a tough day or a tough time. But I just enjoy being with her. Sometimes her husband joins us. We even share a breakfast because where we go to breakfast is too big. But it's just like sometimes that connection may be mailing a card to somebody. And as you do it, you may not even get feedback from that person, but you know that they're also maybe feeling sad or lonely or burdened or they just like to have a piece of mail. So think of connections that you can make. 
Number five, and I think I maybe did this when I was a school teacher. It says, take a short recess. And we would be having a tough time in the fourth grade, and I was in an inner city school way back in 1958 when I first started teaching. And I had 44 kids, and life got tough in the classroom. It was such a relief when the recess bell rang. And we could go off, and the kids could run and get rid of some of their energy, and I could breathe deeply a few times, even if I had playground duty. Take a little recess. Walk the stairs. Play some good music. Take five or ten minutes, and just that may help you relax a bit, even if your job is tough. Sometimes I know here with the State Department, they let people sort of take a five-minute walk around the block just to get out and get some fresh air. That can help bring joy when you're having a hard day. I got two more. I got to get in here. Yeah. Okay, the next one, it says, dance it out. Well, awkward 87-year-old Kathy does not dance it out, but I do something sort of equivalent. If I'm really having sort of a hard time or I really need to sort of cheer up, I either turn on music or I start whistling. I'm not a good singer, so I whistle. I'm not a great whistler, but it's not too bad. And then sometimes I've turned the music on in the car and as I'm driving, and I have a classical station I can turn in real quickly. And the next thing I realize, I'm don't tell anybody. I'm driving with one hand, and with the other hand, I'm directing the symphony <laughs> right there in the car. I, but, you know, I get so involved with the music, and is Mozart going to play the way I want it? And if it got the right instruments in there, and or is it sort of a yucky recording? And I, my heart and soul just gets in there, and I'm sure that drivers going by wonder, who, what in the world is that silly old lady doing? I also find singing hymns, old-time hymns, Jesus Loves Me, whatever it might be, helps that sort of dance it out, that music, something that helps create fun in my life. And then you and I have already talked about number seven, help somebody. There's no better way. We save the best to the last. When you help somebody else, you receive as much or more blessing than they do. I think the Lord is very clear about that. Help your neighbor. Be the good Samaritan. Don't always think of number one. Think of others. So, Frank, that's my thought for the day. Wow. That is wonderful. As always, it is wonderful. Uh, do you have a, a final thought? Oh, you know I do. I always do. Okay. This is another one of those bulletin things. This evening at 7 p.m., there will be a hymn singing in the uh, park across from the church. We don't stop there. Mm -hmm. Bring a blanket and pre prepare, come prepared to sin. <laughs> it's quite a, a, that's an interesting way they to do a hymn cheek. singing. Yeah. <laughs> I think there would be some secretary or minister or editor or whatever of the paper, whomever typed that up, probably was a tad embarrassed. Yes, I, I was going to say there's some blushing involved. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Life is bring funny. A blanket, bring a blanket and sin. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. Uh, I, I can just see some young high school kids reading that and um, they go, wow, do we get to do that tonight? <laughs> Well, is that, oh. that is very funny.
have a good day, Frank. You too. And uh, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in. We know you have a lot of choices. Um, thank you for sharing a little time with us. Frank McKay, signing off. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.